welcome to the Pig and Whistle Tales from Azeroth. As always here at the Pig and Whistle Inn in Stormwind, I go for a variety of subjects with regards to World of Warcraft. So grab a bottle or a pint, sit back and enjoy. Today we're going to be going over what annoys me about WoW players, or I don't really know the title for it, but it's what gets on my nerves when playing World of Warcraft and the players can be a lot of uh, that. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. What annoys me about wild players is is what I'm gonna go for, but it might not be what the title actually is on the uh, episode itself. But as always, we will get into the weekly news. The wild bosses for this week are Arona Monos, Morgeth, and Andros, each in their respected zones. Uh, Arden Wield. The Moor and uh, Zereth Mortis, Aranamonos being the fated boss this week, as well as the fated raid being Castle Nathria this week. Pet Battles is your uh, bonus uh, weekly event, so your pets earn uh, 50 or 100% more XP when uh, they are used in a pet battle. The mythic affixes for this week are Bursting, Storming, Fortified and Shrouded. Bursting is uh, when you kill an enemy, you get a debuff dealing a certain amount of damage to you every couple seconds. And this can stack indefinitely. Um, So either kill everything really fast and then have a priest master spell you. Or kill things within like, you know, bursts of four. Don't ever exceed sort of four bursting unless your healer can... uh, do something with it they have big cooldowns up or something like that storming just watch uh, around your character these are little storm clouds that knock you up in the air and knock you back a tiny bit make sure you're not near an edge and uh, you'll be good fortified is uh, where the mobs of the instance the non-boss enemies uh, have increased health and damage so make sure you've gone into a more aoe build or a sort of quicker bursting build for these mobs and of course you have the mythic uh seasonal affix which is shrouded and this is the nathrazim uh hiding within the mobs of the dungeon and when you kill the nathrazim and unmask them or uncloak them you will get a uh buff uh one of your secondary buffs and this stacks up quite high killing uh, enough Nathrazim. The spell that we're going to be looking at, the history of this week, is Power Infusion. So, Power Infusion is one of the best spells in the game. It is a very fun spell for casters and, yeah, for melee at a certain time as well, I believe. Uh, melee now, because Power Infusion in retail is a haste buff rather than a spell cast in. Uh, speed and uh, spell casting damage and stuff like that like it was in the earlier days so it was introduced in patch 1.10 in 2006 this ability no longer stacks with arcane power uh, if you gain both at the same time arcane power will take precedent which makes sense it was very good back in uh, world of warcraft classic you could just have loads of mages stack it with arcane power and yeah, it's very simple, to be honest. In It got its first real change uh, in patch 2.1, uh, 
Burning Crusade. This is in 2007. This ability is now usable on rogues or war- or unusable on rogues and warriors because it is a spell damage uh, increase rather than, you know, just a haste increase like it is in retail. Then it got a couple changes in the later stages of Burning Crusade. Uh, infuses the target with power, increasing their spell haste by 20% and reducing the mana cost of all spells by 20%. This lasts for 15 seconds and this will not stack with other haste effects such as heroism or bloodlust. So what it previously did was just increase spell damage and healing by 20%. The healing isn't too bad because it's just a straight up 20% increased healing done. So if you need a big burst of healing, PI was actually pretty good at the time. Then it got a small change a couple months after this in patch 2.4 again. Uh, will now consume the correct amount of mana when cast on yourself. That's a little bug that they had to fix. It got a change uh, several months later in Wrath of the Lich King. It's uh, very simple, this change. It went to a two-minute cooldown down from a three-minute cooldown. One patch later, uh, this effect now has a new spell effect and sound. This is when... I'm pretty sure this is the lightning around the character. I'm not too sure. It's kind of like um, when someone pops Trinket or kind of like the Quagmiran's eye proc. Kind of like that. Then in Cataclysm, a year later, it was moved to Tier 3. I'm not too sure what this means, but... From what I gather, it's probably the third row down on the talent trees, is my best guess. In Missa Pandaria, uh, a couple years after this, it is now a talent available to all specialisations. Mana cost has been removed and the duration increased from 15 to 20 seconds, uh, but can now only be cast on the priest, though it was a priest-only spell. A couple patches later, in patch 5.2, it now increases the priest's damage by 5% in addition to its current effects. Then in Warlords of Draenor, over a year later, it now grants 25% haste, up from 20%, but no longer increases the damage, uh, down from 5%, obviously. In patch 7.0, Legion, two years later, uh, it is no longer available to Holy Priests, it now increases insanity generation for Shadow Priests as well. And then two uh, patches into Legion, so just under a year later. Uh, Power Infusion has been moved to level 100 for Discipline, was level 75. And Power Infusion reduces the mana costs of... Or Power Infusion reduces mana costs by 25% instead of 20%. And there have been no other changes to PI since. Now, I'm pretty sure they did take it out of the game in Battle for Azeroth. But it has since come back and at its sort of old iteration, its Legion iteration, where it gives you just straight up haste and stuff like that. Nothing too crazy. It's just a haste buff. But, you know, it's a very fun ability, especially when you get... um, buffed with it in like an arena for an affliction warlock uh you pop your dark souls which gives you 30 percent haste and then you get your power infusion on top of that so you get just like 50 odd percent haste from that it's really fun and you're throwing out so many curses and spells you know very quickly it is great fun to have 
And uh, honestly, it's one of the best feelings to get a PI from a priest because it is a very powerful cooldown. So let's get into the meat and bones of the top or the episode. What annoys me about WoW or WoW players specifically. So I've got a few stories to tell. Uh, They're not long stories, but they're kind of, you know, drive home the point of what annoys me. Um, Sorry if you heard that, that was my mouse map. (laughs) The first one being, I've been playing a lot of uh, Classic at the moment. I've been playing a lot of um, my Paladin, my Prop Paladin, my Druid. You know, just alts waiting for Wrath of Lich King, uh, which is next week, by the way, which will be really fun. Um, As of this uh, episode going live, it will be five days until Wrath pre-patch hits. Uh, Five days for EU, four days for NA, of course. So, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Classic recently, and there has been on my server a lot of... uh, uh, raids happening, whether they're Zulaman, Mount Hyjal, Black Temple, Karazhan, you know, every single raid is happening right now uh, in uh, World of Warcraft Classic. Um, some of them are GDKPs, for those who don't know what a GDKP is. It is where you enter the raid with, well, say, Zulaman, um, nine other people, and you bid on items, and then at the end of the run, the gold that has been accumulated from the bids is shared amongst the entire raid. Um, you can usually make a couple uh, K from the raid, depending on what raid it is. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good way to earn gold, I will say that. And it's pretty good to earn gear if you do have the gold to spend, in my opinion. But a lot of GDKPs, and then there is a lot of um, normal runs, like Soft Reserve, uh, Main Spec over Ospec. So a lot of the normal runs and what people just tend to do at this point. Now, I've tried signing up. So my mage is uh, Karazhan, Serpent Shrine, Cavern Geared. Um, no slacker, by all means. It pulls about 1.8 to 1.9 KDPS. A single target with arcane blast, etc. I I do decent damage, or I do the damage that I possibly can with the gear that I have. I'm definitely don't slack in terms of buying consumables and stuff like that. I'm really on it when I'm in a raid usually. So my mage is not undergeared at all, in my honest opinion. It's undergeared in terms of what ra- if you're doing a current content raid, so Sunwell. Uh, it would be classed as undergeared, but um, going uh, or looking to do Zulaman raids, you would not class my character as undergeared. You'd class it as what you would generally see if you wanted to do a Zulaman when it first came out. So decently geared from Magrul, Kara, uh, Serpent Shrine Cavern, and Tempest Keep, um, and yet. Yeah, a lot of people who do these Zulaman raids, this isn't everyone, but I've tried to sign up to several Zulaman raids, all soft reserve, and they all require you to be inspected at a DAO. So, firstly, people wanting to inspect you at a DAO is kind of annoying because it's like, okay, I kind of get why you're doing it because you don't want any fresh level 70s in, but people are so picky when it comes to it. 
So I've obviously uh, gone to get inspected uh, throughout all of these runs, about seven sort of Zolomon runs. Every single time I have been told that I am undergeared. And look, I get it. If I'm a fresh 70, I'm wearing some blues, greens, I get it. Undergeared, that's fine. I shot my shot and that's all good. But when I'm told I'm undergeared, when I am the same amount of geared as what people would have went into Zolomon with when it first came out, makes absolutely no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. I am perfectly geared for this raid. I have the perfect amount of gear to enter this raid. I have the... Yeah, essentially, there is no reason why I wouldn't be able to enter this raid. I mean, I did... Um, There was one night where there was a group that just needed DPS to kill Zuljin, the very last boss of the raid. I went in there, I got invited, went in there, killed him. Easy. I was top damage. And there were people who were, like, outgearing me in there. I was top damage. It was easy. It really wasn't tough at all. But people who are doing these Zolomon runs are wanting people who are like tier 6 Sunwell Plateau geared, the very last raid of TBC geared. And it's just like, why would they be joining a Zolomon raid when they already exceed the gear that you can get in that raid? It makes no logical sense why anyone from that raid would be signing up to join a raid where they get shitter gear, essentially. So, it's just annoying, and the expectations that these people are making for the group is just ridiculous. I've seen, I've, um, a couple of the groups that I've obviously signed up to, or signed up to, I've been inspected for, and they've turned me down. Um, I've seen hours later still looking for people after I've done a couple of heroics. I've done a gruel run or like a magtheridon run to get some badges. Like literally hours upon hours later. Like even um, yesterday or yeah, yesterday as of the time that I'm sort of recording this early hours of the morning. Um, I signed up for a run for Zoloman, got turned down. Several hours later, the same person is looking for people. You're telling me that you are willing to spend several hours standing in the middle of Shatrath City inspecting people, all because you won't take people who actually are perfectly geared for the raid, rather than trying to find people who overgear it so that your ass can get boosted. It makes absolutely no sense, and it's infuriating. But it isn't just Zolomon. People were doing it for Karazhan. Karazhan, the very first raid of the expansion, and it's been nerfed, Karazhan. It has been nerfed so much. Now, I don't get what people are doing inspecting people for Karazhan, because it's the very first raid of the expansion. Where else are you going to get epics? You can get epics from the badge vendors, yeah. But surely you can walk into Karazhan as a fresh 70 with some blues. We all did. We all did at the start of TBC. We all walked in there with some blues and we grinded it out and it was a tough time. But it's been nerfed. It's been absolutely nerfed. My hunter, who hits 70 about a month or so ago, who has a couple pieces of um, Karazhan gear, a few pieces of like the Beast Lord set, you know, blues and a couple pieces of epics. 
out DPSs someone in like Black Temple Mount Hyjal geared. I did a gruel earlier today on my hunter, and my hunter out DPS people from that sort of like gear set. Like Shadow Priests, Red Paladins, they don't care. They don't even try. And this is what people are looking for. They're looking for people that don't try because they think that their gear can carry them. Well, uh, honestly, it's ridiculous. Gear can only carry you so far. Yeah, sure. Like, you might be doing more damage, but the person who's actually really trying to put in the effort and doing their rotation perfectly and stuff will out-damage that person who's being lazy and hoping that the gear can carry them. And that's what annoys me so much because that's where the player's skill comes into play rather than just, oh yeah, he's got more gear, he'll be the better player. No, that's never the case. That's usually never the case. The people who have more gear get lazy. That's just what annoys me. (laughs) It annoys me so much because I've been turned down by so many like runs for no good actual reason at all. It's infuriating. It's infuriating that they would rather turn me down, who's perfectly geared, and stand there for several more hours looking for players. And you think I'm joking about several more hours. No, it was about 2pm that I signed up for this Zolomon run. I did a couple of... um, like heroics i went off i fed like the animals or whatever came back on like 7 p.m they're still advertising it's it's ludicrous it makes no sense surely you'd rather get people who are perfectly geared to actually go and do like the content and actually play the game rather than standing there being a bloody bouncer because you don't think their gear's good enough it makes no sense it's just infuriating that that also gets me on to like this sort of thing people who are get annoyed and defensive over like very small things now i'm getting annoyed over this small thing but it's happened repeatedly and i don't understand the logic behind wanting perfectly you know max geared characters in a run where they aren't gonna join because there's no need for them to join It just makes no sense. And the person who's making the group just wants to be carried, essentially, in my opinion. But it does get us onto this point where people get so annoyed at the game. Now, I don't get annoyed during the game. It just irks me and gets on my nerves a little bit that, you know, people can be this stupid and this silly in the game. But we, as a guild, we do heroics every sort of day. And we just like to have fun with it. You know, we piss about. We sort of um, try and rip aggro off the tank. We sort of pull a lot more than what we need. Um, We go a bit crazy sometimes and then we blame it on like a gnome warrior or something. You know, many different things happen and it's all good fun. Uh, It's usually a full uh, guild group. But sometimes if one person can't make it, usually a healer or something will just pug the healer. Well, we went into a Underbog run. Uh, Underbog being the daily quest. So a lot of people were up for it. And we needed a healer. Found a druid healer. And uh, a lot of stuff can happen in Underbog. So we get past the first boss, all fine. We get to the second... Or in between the first and the second boss, you have loads of Nagas and loads of... um. Broken Draenei, I forget what they're called. Broken? 
the broken. There's there's something like that. But essentially, um, you go up the little ramp and you've got four packs before you hit the big giant, um, the boss. Gazrilla, I believe. Uh, Gazrilla's the one in Zulfrak. It's the same model, you know, a giant hydra. Well, these mobs uh, fear. Essentially, we didn't have a dispel, or we did, but no, we didn't have a tremor totem. A tremor totem being the only thing that could dispel these fears, as it is a warrior fear, not a uh, priest fear, etc. So I'm on my hunter, and my pet gets feared. Let's take a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomised genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that owl has to be an action-adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you have, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The no. way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. I I've just completely lied. My pet does not get feared. A mob from this pack runs off towards the rest of the mobs. The rest of the mobs, so the other p- uh, packs that are just standing there, it runs off towards them. My pet chases it. I notice this, I call my pet back, and uh, ultimately the mob runs into uh, another pack and pulls that pack. So, obviously it's not ideal, but we make do and we manage to kill everything. But during the fight, the hunter has the... or no, the healer has the audacity to start typing and all he put was hunt question mark question mark question mark which is just an annoying thing to put in itself but why do it in the middle of the fight when you haven't wiped yet at all and there is still a very good possibility that you will kill the mobs it's one of them things so i obviously very graciously said that wasn't me it was a mob that ran away into another pack doesn't say anything um so we kill the second boss, we jump down, we do everything that we need, and we, for some reason, decide to skip the very last pack before the third boss. And ultimately, we arse pull the boss, and we arse pull a giant uh, bog lord as well, because the bog lord has an insane aggro range. So we wipe, and our tank had a soul stone on. Our tank reses, starts to res the healer and our other druid so they're both resed but the bog lord is coming back and because it's got such a big aggro range they try and make it back to the other side behind the um pack that we skipped ultimately the healer aggros the boss once again and the three that are there die and they wipe so that was fun he didn't say anything about that i was very tempted to put druid Question mark, question mark, question mark. But, you know, I'm, I thought it best. But in the group, we obviously have a tank, three DPS, all from the same guild. We're having fun. We're chatting in voice chat. But it, you can just, you know, when you can feel someone's 
anger boiling through your like monitor screen, you could just sense it on this druid. Every time he went in tree form, he's probably up in flames, honestly. It was that ridiculous. But you could just sense his anger through the monitors, and it was great. It was honestly great. There's no point getting that angry. It's a heroic. You're meant to there you're meant to be there to have fun, get some badges, maybe get some gear, stuff like that. If a wipe happens, it happens. You know, you just gotta take it on the chin and carry on. I get if like you're late for something, but if you're late for something, just say that you're late and you know, go away from the dungeon. It's not that big of a deal, honestly. But yeah, ultimately we finish the dungeon and he's gone, immediately gone. Paths out immediately, doesn't say a word, leaves group. You could just tell that he was absolutely fuming. But this is the thing. People like that don't help the group at all. If something small goes wrong, then it's like, oh, okay, we'll deal with it. But if you start blaming someone mid-fight, by the way, when you know, you're meant to be healing everyone, then suddenly it's like, well, why are you just being a dick? It's a game. It's not necessarily going to be the end of the world, is it? If we wipe. If your character dies... You're not going to die in real life. That's not how it works. It's not the Matrix. So it's just absolutely insane, like how annoyed people can get in the game. And I get it. I get very competitive in the game when I do like arenas and I get annoyed sometimes. But in stuff like this, when it's just a small, calm, heroic, you know, nothing too silly or nothing too, uh, raise your blood pressure is there i don't know how to explain it nothing too intense is there you're just in a heroic to have fun it's not necessarily going to be the toughest challenge in the world you just want to have a little bit of fun and piss about ultimately that's what the game's all about pissing about with some friends and there's no point raising your blood level to extreme heights over a game it never is but also you have people who are very defensive in the game so we had a, once again, we're looking to do a heroic. We're looking to do Sethic Halls. And uh, Sethic Halls mainly because it was the daily and I was going on my druid to summon Anzu, the uh, extra boss that I can summon as a druid. We found a tank and uh, I immediately questioned to my guildies, he seems a bit squishy. Now, it's kind of mean to say it, but... He had the same amount of health as my druid and I wasn't in bear form. He had about 9,000. And Sethic Halls isn't something to be taken lightly. Some mobs in there do really slap hard. So ultimately we look at his gear uh, when we're in the dungeon and he's got all defense gear. This is a protection paladin. Protection paladins need some kind of spell power to hold threat as well. But we asked, are you sure you're going to be okay doing this? Because, you know, you kind of had the same health as me. Uh, You don't have a lot of spell power, so threat might be an issue. But he just sort of got so defensive and was like, yeah, it's fine, honestly, whatever. And then we're just like, okay, if you really think that you can do it, then fine. But he just went, no, whatever, I don't care. See you noobs. Left the group, and that was it. It was was so weird. He was just gone like that. The dwarf was gone. (laughs) Luckily, we had... um a guildy come online who's got a tank paladin and he helped us out so that run went really smoothly i do want to say that was a very smooth run but that is it's great fun 
it's great fun having these sort of interactions in the game. Um, the last one I do want to talk about is um, like PvP and people getting angry at PvP as well. I did some games on my priest, my shadow priest, my alt, uh, around sort of 2k MMR, something like that. But ultimately we came across, this is very late night um, cues by the way, so it was looking for group and I was with some random warlock team I believe. But ultimately we came across a melee cleave, a death knight and a warrior, fury warrior and like a druid or a monk or something like that was healing. But ultimately we beat them within three odd minutes, three, four minutes, something like that. Warrior died first and then the DK and the healer basically stayed in the game until their next A-bomb limb and they didn't do much. So... I did a, a shot. I did a very small emote after the A bomb limb go, just doing like slash shrug or something, you know. Just didn't really think much of it. It's kind of just wasting our time. It's like 1 a.m. in the morning. Just let's go into the next game. We've won, clearly. Well, I get a message from the DK saying, You're lucky that my warrior is so shit. Anyone else, and w- I would have beaten you. So naturally, I'm a man, I'm going to stand my ground. Um, But in order to do so, I need facts first. So I go on to Google, I go on to check PvP, where I check out everyone's um, PvP ratings, you know, where they've peaked and stuff like that. I checked his name. He peaked at something like 1750. And that was on, yeah, his Death Knight, which is a melee. And let's face it, as a Death Knight peaking at 1750 in Shadowlands last season, uh, where A-Bomb Lim was buffed, uh, isn't really that tough. It really isn't that tough, is it? Um, I checked the Warrior, and uh, the Warrior ultimately peaked at, like, sort of 2100. So, naturally, the Warrior peaked higher than the Death Knight by a long shot. So, I just replied something along the lines of, why are you blaming the warrior when he's literally peaked higher than you? You need to know that it's not the warrior's fault and that you are also to blame it as a team game. and Stuff like that. Um, he just literally kept blaming the warrior and kept throwing profanities at me saying, oh, you're a shitter and all of that good stuff. You know, all of the uh, good stuff that you get from someone who is being toxic. But ultimately, it's hilarious to see that someone who isn't necessarily as good in a area or an aspect of world of warcraft is blaming the people who are better in that aspect purely off of one or two games that they've played with them rather than checking them like and their background in say the check pvp on google and stuff like that where it literally gives you all the breakdowns of where they've peaked what their classes are, what they main, what they, you know, alt and stuff. It's it's quite funny to see people think that they are much better than what they are. And that can kind of relate back to the people who are doing the Zolomon runs. I mean, I was doing a, a gruel, like I said earlier, and it was with a rogue. Or no, I was doing a Magister's Terrace, sorry, heroic, on my mage, and it was with a tier 6 rogue. This rogue is like geared absolutely the best that he can my mage just destroyed him in every single aspect in terms of dps and this isn't even like aoe targets this is single target bosses that my mage just destroyed him 
all because he's a rogue, but he thinks that he's the be all and end all because, like, he's just geared. And again, gear doesn't mean anything. But these are the people that think that they're better than what they are, and they get angry because deep down they know that they're shitter, but they can't admit it to themselves. They can't better themselves in the game. They just want to blame the others for them not climbing their rating or for them not doing a raid or whatever. You know, it's one of them things. But that's just a few reasons why um, people in WoW do annoy me. It is one of them things. But that will be all for this week. Thank you all very much for listening, as always. Be sure to check out all of the social medias down below, the Twitch, YouTube, absolutely everything. We Will we be streaming on Twitch for the Carol Run this week? We might be. We might be. I'll see about the PC. But if we are streaming on Twitch, it will be Saturday at 6 BST. No, I lied. It will be 7 BST, sorry. Um, so 8 CEST. But be sure to check it out if you are around at that time. And once again, all, thank you all very much for listening. And go with Valor, friend. Goodbye, all.